Somebody save me from this show. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Ugh, I do not know. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 18 of Talking at the Talon. I'm Bess. I'm Alex. And we are joined today by our friend, Aria. Hello! Uh, who has indeed seen Small befo- before. Uh, mostly Smallville. Mostly um, the Lex episodes, yeah, I, right? Yeah, I did a uh, Wikipedia curated watch of all the best <laughs> Lex episodes. So this is not one I have seen before. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so yeah, this was bonkers fun times. Uh, and by fun times, I mean weird. It was fun. I mean, like, really, it was, like, a pretty standard, like, Freak of the Week style episode with yeah. just a little bit of additional stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so this episode was called Visitor. And uh, basically the premise is that there is a new kid at Smallville High who claims he's an alien, and basically, like, Clark is trying to figure out whether or not he is actually the only survivor of Krypton. Or, like, yeah, if maybe this guy is, is actually an alien. Right. And it turns out he isn't... Shockingly. Yes. Convoluted. But... He he turns out to be a meteor mutant. Right. Who... Who, who has healing powers. Yeah. Who was, like, a... Turned out to be an orphaned kid whose, like, parents died in the meteor shower, and then he was, like, found... He was, like, so young that he, like, didn't remember. Right. And then he was found by an older couple, like, half a mile away from his house where they thought he died, but apparently no one ever thought to check... Right. ...if maybe, like, this kid that they found after a disaster was somebody before that. Why would you ever do that? Also, it occurs to me that it sounds like he's lived in Smallville his entire life. Well, though they said that those foster parents died and then he moved to Granville. Okay. Good, good. nearby town. Right, right. So he was was sent away to a different but nearby town and now he's, like, back in Smallville. I guess there wasn't really any B-plots. Well, okay, no, I lied. There's the Lex B-plot. There is the Lex. And also Martha's pregnancy going to pace. Yeah, that's kind of like a, I guess that's like a C-plot, like, checking in on an arc thing. So, I don't know, like, what else is there to say about Well, so, okay, I, I thought, like, the thing is that this dude was kind of weird at school. Well, so also, apparently, this high school has an electric Electricity lab, yeah, like, like a dedicated room. Yeah. To electronics do, lab. To they do, called yeah, it uh, electronics. Also, lab. with no teacher supervision, right, at right. literally anything. They just yeah. have students, high school students, in a dedicated room doing electronics projects without supervision. Yeah. So yep. that all makes a lot of sense, right? It starts out because this guy is making a weird blinky thing and going around taking other people's stuff. Or right, and just generally being, like, awkward, unknown seeming. Yeah. And then, like, Clark goes to visit him and he has all, a whole bunch of electronic stuff. And, like, so Clark is, like, kind of pushing into, like, he doesn't immediately tell everybody that he thinks he's an alien. Right. Um, But Clark is like, you can trust me, like, I won't tell anyone. And I'm just kind of like, Clark, like, you want this dude to tell you all his secret alienness and you're not willing to share anything right, yeah. about yourself. This like, is pretty pretty standard, <laughs> like, Clark hypocrisy. Right. Like, I mean, it's not like you have to, but, like, if you really want somebody else to trust you with maybe, their stuff, maybe you, you should, should like, open up. send some trust and, like, give them a reason to instead of just being like, you can trust me because I say so. Well, also, every yeah. single time 
Uh, like, because he uses his heat vision to protect the kid because... Right, and that's, like, way far into yeah. it, and he still, like, lies about it. Yeah, and, and then the kid calls him <laughs> yeah. on it and is like, you set these bullies' car on fire, and Clark's like, no, you totally did that. And, right. like, just basically tries to gaslight him about also right. being an alien. Totally. When he's convinced this other kid is an alien. Right, so, like, if you genuinely believe at this point that this guy is an alien and that's why you're helping him and you want to connect to someone because you think that they are like you, maybe <laughs> you should share yourself with them yeah. at all. That would probably help. And also, like, this is another one of the episodes where, like, like, this is one of the episodes where a lot of people, like, spend a lot of time talking about how great Clark is. Like, that guy is constantly being like, if only more people were like you. And it's like, he's not, he hasn't done anything, like, yeah. super great. Right, like, the thing is, like, Clark, like, Superman is a fundamentally good person. But, like, but Clark is not really Superman yet here, and he does... Like, he does some good stuff, but he like, also he's does not some, like... a dick to this guy. I mean, right. but he's and not. And he up for him to bullies. Yeah. But it's, like, pretty mild. And then, like, especially when Jonathan at the end is, like. So the, He this... was more like you than you yeah. might have thought. One of the bullies, yeah. like, basically attempts to murder this kid by pulling down a, like, structure that he is standing on. Yeah. Um, and, like, dies in the process. And then the and guy. He breaks his neck. Uses his healing powers to, like, heal him instead of, like, trying to keep contacting aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And they're like, why did he do that, do you think? Like, Clark asks that, and it's like, well, Clark, you told him to. Yeah. So, no. so okay, so we should probably back up and, like, give slightly more de- description yeah. of this plot. So, so this kid thinks he's from an alien planet, and he's, like, drawing these things, and, like, Clark is like, what proof do you have? And so he, like, is drawing these things, and Clark looks at these drawings, and it's like, Pictures of the meteor shower with a ship that looks like Clark's ship. Mm-hmm. Right. Which and it turns out he presumably just saw. saw right. Because he lived close to, yeah. Where the crash was. But right. he didn't realize at the time because he didn't have any specific real memories. He just had recurring dreams about it. Right. Yeah. Right. So. And then he, like, he's trying to contact his people because mm-hmm. he has these dreams about coordinates. That um, was the part that was really, like. Yeah. Where the fuck did he get coordinates? Yes, and, yeah. yeah, I don't know. And, like, then he builds this huge tower of blinky lights. Right, so metal. also he's, like, really, really good at electrical engineering. Although it's not super clear what this tower, like, actually does. Also, it looks like it's built out of, like, box fans and, like, Cat 5 wire. Also, he, he literally, like, he turns on the tower somehow, and yeah. it, like shoots this incredibly bright light up into space. Right. So, right. Like, it definitely did something. Something. That seems pretty impressive. Right. But, yeah, like, one of the bullies that are bothering him in this episode is trying to pull it down with the truck, and in the process... I'm actually not super clear on how... I guess the chain broke, and it's, like... So, okay, so what happened was they were... They had a chain attached to the truck, and the other end, it was hooked onto the Mm -hmm. um, not-actually-alien-boy structure... And well, what the fuck was his name? Cyrus. Cyrus, right. It was something dumb like that. So it's attached to Cyrus's structure, and then it's like on a chain to the to the pickup truck. And so they're trying to like back the pickup truck up to pull it over, and one of the bullies is like out of the car and is like pulling on the chain or something, or like I, checking. I think he's just sort of like in but, charge and wants to be at ground right. zero and is like cheering on their horrible yeah, right. Or so whatever. so anyway, so they're pulling the structure over and it's working, and then Clark, Clark super speeds yeah. in. Clark super speeds in, and he sort of starts pulling the structure in the so other he direction. He pulls it back up, and then the chain yeah. snaps, 
Right, because Clark is stronger than the force from the truck, and so the chain snaps, and it apparently, like, there's, like, enough, like, force kickback towards this guy that he, like, falls over and breaks his neck. Or or maybe the chain, like, whiplashed him, but, like, you don't see what happened. We just saw him on the ground with his neck, like, definitely broken. Also, earlier in the episode, we're just jumping all around There was this whole plot line where Lana... Lana, okay, so it has this horse that apparently is actually Whitney's horse, which I which, feel like we didn't know. No, that's new information, because um, she definitely had horses of her, like, she and Nell had horses right, in, I like, early for sure season one. So. But yeah, she, she, she's saying that Whitney's mom is maybe gonna get rid of this horse, and then, like, Clark says that they can stable it at his place, which, like, they've had financial troubles in the past, so I feel like he should not be just, like, offering to... Stable a horse long term right. as a like, favor, have, which is probably kind of have, expensive. If they have the ability to stable horses, why aren't they offering to mm-hmm. do that to For make money? money? Yes. But whatever, sure. But then, like, this horse is sick and is that sometime in the middle of the night. It's like lying down, and Lana's real worried, and they call the vet. But this this boy, like Cyrus, comes in and like puts his hands on the horse, and then it glows, and then the horse is fine. Yep. So he so. has healing healing from the. Meteor shower. Yeah, so he has healing powers. So, so yeah, so, so in like the first scene of the episode, they're in this ludicrous electronics lab. Right, and this guy appears to set a fire with his eyes, but it turns out he set up a flash strip or something. Uh, yeah, he said it was like a magnesium. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so then, so Clark is like, oh, he has heat vision too. So then Clark is like, Wondering with his parents, like, whether this boy... It is boy... super weird that when he was doing a weird trick to intimidate people, he, like, happened to come up with a thing that imitates one of Clark's superpowers right. perfectly. That's a... It's a... It's a... Yeah. Coincidence, that is. Yeah. yeah. So, so Clark, like, sees him set this fire, and then he, like, talks to Chloe, who's like... Who's like, oh, maybe he's a, you know, wall of weird, a weird, you know, meteor mutant. And then, like, they have a really stupid conversation about, like, Chloe saying she would be, like, totally cool if it turned out that somebody was oh, a yeah, alien. Oh, yeah, has to have a conversation with, with literally everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, about, like, what it would be like if somebody was an alien. And Chloe's like, it would be rad if somebody was an alien. And mm-hmm. Lex is like, I've always wanted to meet an alien significant look. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lana... <laughs> Lana is like... I would probably be freaked out, TBH, like... <laughs> right, which is, like, so the thing where, like, Clark's alienness is a barrier to his relationship with Lana specifically. Right. Mm. And is a thing that is, like, a draw for Lex, and, like... Right. Yeah, no. So, so yeah, so, and in the process of this, like, yeah, so Chloe, like, has read the script, so she gives Clark the lowdown on this kid, and that's how he find out, finds out that he's, like previously, like, claimed to be an alien before, blah, 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 and then Clark goes to visit him, and that's when the kid is, like, Clark gets him to trust him, and so Cyrus, like, shows him the pictures that he's drawn that look like Clark's, the meteor shower with Clark's spaceship, and shows him the coordinates, which were still not totally clear. Somebody at one point suggested... He says that that scientists studied the meteor shower, and and so he could have gotten it from some kind of publication, right? which, like, they've never really talked about, like... You'd think maybe Clark would have at some point went and looked at some of those publications about you the meteor think, shower, but... but we're unclear on how, but perhaps he got it that way. And then, and Clark, like, looks up the coordinates, and it's like, those were the coordinates of Krypton, oh, which he got conveniently from, he got all the lowdown from Krypton, about Krypton in the, in the last episode. episode from Christopher Reeve. Yes. So, 
then Clark is like, maybe starting to believe this kid is an alien, blah, blah, blah. But then the kid is like, so there's going to be this, like, celestial event that allows me to, like, send... I'm supposed to send a signal at midnight tomorrow night back to, like, my home planet, which... Only yeah. happens every two hundred yeah. years, he said. And I'm right, like, okay, and like, how'd where, you come up with where that? does all of this information come from? Yeah, yeah I well, have, I'm like presumably just this kid's brain, I guess. Like, I, yeah, I nothing sure actually happened because it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, he does this whole thing and shoots his zappy light up into the sky, and then just the helicopter comes to yeah. be like, what the fuck was that? Right. But yeah, after he yeah. heals this dude, um, like well, he, he turns away from like trying to contact the aliens and heals this dude, uh. And then he collapses, and they say that he, that, that he, well, he's put on an ambulance. But yeah, uh, he, they say that he had a mental breakdown, and, like, his mind is just shut down. Yeah, like, thing. his body is, and like, sent still... to a specialist hospital in Right, right. He's probably never going to recover, and of course we're never going to see him again, yeah, right, so, for sure. so yeah, the kid gets put on an ambulance, and yeah, it turns out that, like, Blah, blah, blah. I think it's, like, Chloe... Chloe, yeah. Turns out all this that... stuff about how he was probably this other kid. Right, right. Everyone thought was dead. Yep. Um, and I like how she can just, like, you know, this high school sophomore does this, like, pretty obvious dot connecting that no one else had ever done. Right. Uh, because, of course. Because yeah. that is Chloe's job on this show. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so, I think that's, that's pretty like, much... But, like, thing. basically... And then, like, then like Jonathan is, like, yeah, like, he, he was... He was... Maybe he was, like... Close to being as good as you are because you were perfect. Oh God, fucking Jonathan. Um, Ugh. Yeah. Uh. So that's the main the main thing. I don't know. And yeah, there's some stuff about like like all this stuff about like Clark wanting to be like maybe there's someone else like me or you know right. But like also still never you know actually telling this dude anything about himself. Right. So right. Well, the kid does like figure out at one point. So like the kid needs to get his thing. For the incident where the fire was set yeah, in the electronics a, lab, he had a transmitter. Well, yeah. So the kid, the kid got suspended for the fire, even though they like, I don't know how they like actually proved it was him, but well, like, presumably someone did prove that he set up those the magnesium strips. Oh, sure, fair enough. Knows about it. Fair enough. So he gets suspended for that, and then like the print, the thing that he was working on and being weird with about that caused the that got the bully's attention at the beginning of the episode, the principal confiscated it, and so Clark later, he's like, it's the transmitter that I need, and I don't have time to build another one before I'm supposed to send this signal out at midnight tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. So Clark helps him break back into the school to get this thing, which is the most anticlimactic, like... Yeah, they just cut to, they're getting it. Like, the, I don't even well, know if they the don't even, like, was, like, locked or anything. Right, no, Clark literally just, like, opens a cabinet door, and yep. then they, like, walk out the doors of the school. Like, so then the bullies turn up, which is, I think, the actual point of this. Right, time. no, like, but it's I just, I don't like, know how the bullies, like, knew they knew? were going to be we're there. Just in there all the time. Yeah. yeah. Anything mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Yeah, so, so then the... Bullies are basically like, oh, we're gonna fuck you up now. Yeah, and then Clark blows up one of their cars. Well, he sets, he sets it on fire. fire. And it's very on fire. Because we, yeah, we have not yet met the uh, property damage quota for this episode. He tries to pretend, like, he tells that kid that the kid did it. And the kid's like, oh, no, I didn't. Right. But, like, presumably he would know. If- right, and the kid is like, but obviously the bullies all think that, that Cyrus yeah. did it. Um, But actually it was Clark, and Cyrus is like, no, I didn't do it. You did, Clark. You're like me. Mm, and, yeah. like, Clark doesn't deny it, so... Well, I mean, no, but he also doesn't, like, respond to it in any way. No. He's just kind of just like, oh, I'm going to pretend you didn't say that and move on. So, 
Yeah, but I was working on the, under the assumption for the rest of the episode that, like, Cyrus was, like, I mean, Cyrus, yeah. Clark, did, because he thought yeah. Clark was, like, an alien, like, him. Right, but, like, Clark didn't actually, like, confirm that at any point. No, yeah. No, so anyway, um, so... Yeah. Well, Clark, and, like, blatantly uses his powers around Cyrus after that, because... He can't see him. Clark catches him yeah, when I mean, Cyrus like, falls off the structure when the dudes are pulling it over with their truck. I guess And so. that's when Clark is, like... It, like, the dude has broken his neck, and Clark is like, you have healed. The thing that's interesting about Clark catching the dude at the end, and then the dude, sorry, Cyrus, mm-hmm. yeah. conveniently, like, losing his entire mind. Yeah. It's right. like, okay, check, no, now we've taken care of another person who might know Clark's oh, secret. Except that the bullies were all there, too. Yeah. Yeah, but apparently they didn't see anything. Yeah. And also, like, no, I- it doesn't... This episode doesn't actually count technically for any convenient amnesia, which is another no, thing we're but tracking. He's put on an ambulance. But it's he's put on an ambulance and yeah, they just do well, not also address I the thing. I love how the like since Whitney left, like like there's bullies in this episode, but even though this is a tiny town in a tiny high school, we've never seen these bullies before. Yeah, this we'll is the the again. lack of recurring characters problem again, which we've talked yeah. about before, but like Seriously, guys, you couldn't get some fucking recurring characters to just like be people in the school right. originally when you needed that. And I'm no. sure it's much funnier because it's supposed to be set in a small Midwestern town. Right. Totally. Yeah. Like, no, we've talked about everybody. like basically the Smallville writers are like J.K. Rowling levels of terrible at math or mm-hmm. just like yeah, not really thinking about that at all. No, but, yeah, no, because it's just like nope. But yeah, then there's, like, the little B-plot where, like, Martha's super worried about her pregnancy because it might be weird because of the ship, which made, made me kind of think that, like, the writers of this show just really love, like, creepy pregnancy plot lines and don't know yes. how to end them. Yes. Because <laughs> that's what happened with Lana's pregnancy, too, was they were like, this pregnancy is so creepy and on- ominous, and in the end it was just like, oh, she's not pregnant, which is, like, that's not, like, much of an ending to that plot. Yeah, line, no. Guys. But yeah, so I mean, so and then she goes into into well, and so first Martha and Jonathan have a fight, and Martha's like, "I have to go to Helen because I trust her and because she, like, knows stuff about because she unspecified right because she like she we trusted her with blood. like Clark's blood in the last episode, and then like and and Jonathan is like, "You can go to literally any doctor except Helen because Helen is connected to Lex, and Lex is bad." Right, and also it's, like, really kind of creepy about, like, like the like specifically being, like, I don't want our family to be pillow talk. Right, like, that was a, that was an exact line. Just an amazing and creepy line. Yes. yes. Totally. Yes. Um, so, but she does go to Helen, but then, like, Helen is like, you have to tell me everything if I'm going to be able to help you, and then we right. cut away a, and we don't really know if she does. Right, in a way that is very much, like... Wow, you seem totally normal and definitely not at all evil. Yeah. Um, um, and then there's the Lex and Helen plotline, which is basically just that they're both very intense and weird. And they're that trying happens. to, like, they're yeah. basically, like, trying to be, like, manipulative at each other. Yeah. And so basically, Lex finally manipulates Helen into, like, basically they're playing, like, relationship commitment yeah. chicken. Is well, their entire plot line. So, like, first of all, like Helen's like complaining about like the media paying attention to her now, which is like a thing that happens again with Lana when she's dating Lex. And it's like, yeah, that totally sucks. And also, Lex cannot do anything about it. So, yep. like, either you you deal with it or you don't date him. Like, I don't know what you're expecting him to do. Um, I mean, like, this is like a legit problem with people who just like actually date celebrities. Uh, totally, totally. But it's so, like. That's not, you know, like... No, there are many things that Lex does in... Percy, no. 
Right. There are many, there are many things, things about this relationship that are Lex's well, problem. And just and like, like that Lex, Lex generally does in relationships yeah, that are like, Lex, buddy. And this is not one of those things. Right. Like, this is certainly a byproduct of having a relationship with Lex Luthor, but this is one of the parts of it that he just genuinely does not have control over. Yeah. But then she's like, and then he's like, is this why you haven't moved in? And she's like, no, I have to get some stuff together and my lease. And he's like, I will pay your lease and buy, and, and also pay people to come and move, move your, your stuff, stuff right now, which is like, that's yeah. not the no, correct he, response actually, to that. His, his, his response to that is, I will pay to break your lease and I can have movers at your place in an hour. Yeah. And she's like, uh, and then, but then like by the end of the scene, she like turns around to him and is like, can you make it two hours? <laughs> and like, yeah. So then, so then Helen is moving in. And so we see her like trying to open rooms in the house. And it turns out that Lex has Let's given her a key. master key to but the mansion. But there's one room that it doesn't open. No, because... and it's literally, you guys, it's so, like, and then, like, and then, like, the, like, butler or whatever, like, comes up and is, like... One of the security people. Yeah, he's that, definitely like, a security person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but it's so, guy. like, like, those security people sure only appear when they're not actually needed. Um, yeah, because <laughs> Lex's security is so wildly incompetent. Yeah. To be, like, well, you can't go in that room. Um, right. It's no, very, it's, like, no, it's... Blackbeard. It's... Um, well, it's so... Whatever that bluebeard? Which, which is the one? The bluebeard. Very, very bluebeard. Yes. I mean, what I literally said was, like, it was literally a, like, you must never go in the West yeah. Wing. Like, it's, it's... Yeah. This is some straight-up Beauty and the Beast right. shit. Like, it's, it's like, nothing. you... The, this castle is your home, but you must never go in the West Wing. And so then, like, Helen confronts Lex about this one room that she can't get into, and Lex is basically like, well, every man is entitled to his secrets. And so, and, and Helen she, is like... she does this whole thing, like... Like, if we're going to... Like, I did... Well, what she says is, like, I didn't want a roommate. Like... Does she, Is that yeah. an actual line yeah. that she Those says? Just, oh, yes. my God. Which is so crazy. And and, and she, she she also says something about, like, there shouldn't be any locked doors between us. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that works on him. Right. Because, like, he doesn't... Yeah. Because they're both... They're, they're, yeah. Their whole thing is transcending boundaries in really terrible ways. Yeah. Right. Apparently. Right. So, right. So, like, yeah. So I then see. at the end of the episode, Lex lets her into the room, and guys... Guys, this was our first view of Lex's creepy Clark obsession room. Oh, is it the first time? Yeah, this is the first time we've seen it. This is the first time we've seen it. So, like, so this was indeed, like, in in at least one way, a big episode. Okay, so, like, that's the reveal for it, because for some reason I just... No, no. I, I mean, like, have you've seen it before, but, like, yeah, this yeah, was this, the this was the reveal of Lex's creepy Clark obsession room. And so, yeah, so he goes, so they go in... Helen seems, like, weirdly okay with it. She's yeah. kind of neutrally well, like, thing, well, this is certainly a lot of information about the Kent family, and Lex is like... Yes, the, they're very interesting. Yeah, they, right. They just kind of stare at each other meaningfully for a little bit. Right. Um, I also love how, how, like, how much lighting design went into that room. It's so blue, because like, science is blue. It feels like he had to hire, like, a museum, like... <laughs> Yeah. Person to like set up all the lighting and like no. displays yeah. and everything. Yeah. Well, and there's also this lovely thing where all the displays like have their like little digital repeats. Right. Yeah. It's like how so much that, power is this right, room taking right, when yeah. you're not in it? Like, do you? Have it's got that, a separate generator. Wireframe. Do you have that wireframe really? like model of the car accident happening all the time? Just like on a loop, always. Yeah. Yes, is the answer. He yes. definitely does. Yes. Just in case he needs to, you know. 
if he has insomnia, he can go into the room at right. 3 a.m. Like he can watch, watch the yeah. beautiful reenactment of his and Clark's first meeting right. again and again and right. again. totally. Stare at the huge picture of Clark's face surrounded by three identical smaller pictures of Clark's face. Oh, right. Because <laughs> he only has one picture of Clark's face for some reason, and yeah. I think it's like his school picture. Yeah, right. So, yep, so that's, there's the reveal of that. And yeah, and then Lex and Helen just kind of have one of those very, like, Luther things where they don't really say anything, like, that means anything super specific, but they're like, everything is like, this is very meaningful and we will stare right. at each other meaningfully. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, like, most of the, that's the, that's the big stuff. Yeah, so, I yeah, don't know. I imagine this validated your decision to only watch... Some episodes of Smallville. It, it really did, yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, like, there's nothing terribly wrong with it. But no, like, I mean, and like, this is this is like there are Smallville episodes that are like much worse than yeah. this. This is a very like the typical yes, quality. I would so. agree with that. I mean, but the thing about watching Smallville, at least for me, yeah. is that the entire point is watching Clark and Lex be like bizarrely queer at each other without yeah. it actually going anywhere, but you really want it to. But so, yeah, yeah, so, so like, it's, yeah. it's not that it was a bad episode, it was just no. kind of low on Clark and Lex really being weird at each then. other. Yeah. Yeah. No, although the, like, one conversation they had in the talent was, like, was no, so there was magical. nothing, there was, like, nothing, like, really specifically, like, I mean, they still it, just, they just, like, looked at each other? Like, right, they just, like, looked yeah. at each other yeah. in that way, where you're, like, guys. But yeah, I don't know, like, this episode was, like, not actually, it was, like, it was just it was fine. It was it was definitely like despite the fact that there was like a decent amount of like Clark and Lex Darcy shh. This was like definitely not a super gay episode. No, yeah. but it was but, just like whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It was it's interesting because like we were talking in the car earlier today about um Merlin. And if you've ever seen the the BBC show Merlin, like the writers of that show that show started in, after this show, this show had maybe not yet ended, but it was, like, towards the very end of its right, run. where it had become, like, a completely different show. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it was in season, like, nine or, this show was in season yeah. nine or ten when Merlin started. And if you don't know, the creators of Merlin, literally, like, their pitch to the studio execs was, we want to do Smallville, but, like, with Arthurian legend. Which I always think is one of the things that's so funny about that to me is, like, Smallville is so much, like, trying to be Buffy. So it was, like, yeah, Anthony Head went from Buffy to a <laughs> show that was trying to be a show that was trying to be Buffy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's a really accurate assessment yeah. of what happened there. Yeah. But it's interesting because, like, so, first of all, like, all the, like, uh, uh, gay subtext was, like, definitely intentional in Merlin, because they were, like, trying to emulate Smallville. Smallville, yes. Um, and, um, it's interesting because, like, there's, there's certainly shades of, like, this will probably be less meaningful if you have never seen Merlin, but, uh, like, there's, there's so many, like, shades of, uh, like, recognizable things, because, like, Gaius actually has, on Merlin, actually has a lot in common with some of the stuff that, like, Jonathan Kent, mm-hmm. some of the some of the ways that Jonathan Kent functions on Smallville, and, like... And so, and, as, as we were saying earlier, though, um, but, like, Gaius on Merlin is actively trying to keep Merlin from getting killed. Right, because anybody right, who right. It's it. less... I, Right. I have problems with Gaius on Merlin, but I don't get viscerally angry at him in the same way that I do about Jonathan Kent. Because 
queer metaphor in Merlin is like it's definitely there, mm-hmm. but it's like less direct. It's, it's there the way that it is for like most superhero narratives, right? Generally. Right, right. It's not quite as complete a a, a metaphor as like Smallville really is because they. They come at it in so many different ways where it's like, this is a queer metaphor, but then we can't even tell if all the ways that that comes across is were intentional because right. Smallville. Yeah, how intentional were they about literally any of that? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean that's a thing there like, were slash writers, like, right. in the writers' They were obviously room. aware okay. of a certain amount of the subtext, but it's like, I can't imagine that they were, like, coherently putting together all this stuff about, like, Lana and, like... Yeah, it wasn't like they sat down and went, how can we do (laughs) a queer narrative, either metaphorically or maybe eventually literally. Right. Right. That was not their intent. Right, and because, like, the the queer narrative that there is is so, like, ambivalent about queerness. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's, but the whole thing with Merlin was interesting because it's just, like, I mean, and there's things that work better on Smallville and things things that work better on Merlin. Uh, Lex is not... It is not believable that Arthur does not know about <laughs> Merlin's secret until the literally the last episode of the show. And Lex clearly does, right. as exemplified well, by his like, creepy obsession room in this episode, knows also, something's going on with Clark. It does also seem like, like as much as this is kind of bullshit because it's like everyone on, on Smallville kind of like knows that Lex is going to be evil, even though there's no way for them to know that. They just have this, like, kind of meta-knowledge. Right. Yeah. But, like, the fact that that we know, as the audience, that Lex is going to be evil does help a little bit in terms of, like, us thinking, like, that Clark shouldn't tell him. Um, Right. Whereas, like, on on Merlin, it's like, you're supposed to be working together. Like, why are you not at any point? You're, like, best friends who save each other's lives regularly, but, oh no, I'm never gonna trust Arthur with this secret. Like, even after he's fucking king! But, no, this is not a Merlin rant. This is not a Merlin rant. So, there are some things, for the record, that Smallville did better Good job, small. <laughs> it, it, it's also sorry. I'm I'm thinking now about no, the no, thing no, totally. where um you know it's like we kind of forgive Clark for not telling Lex because everybody has this sort of weird meta knowledge. Right, that right. Is evil. I'm sort of thinking so. One of the funniest things about watching Hannibal, the TV show, mm. is that he's literally Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. <laughs> and for like the first season and change, nobody's like, oh my god, you're Hannibal Lecter. Like everybody thinks. It's fine, and it's really bizarre because we all have this cultural knowledge. Well, right, or like, like, like anytime you're watching like a vampire movie, and you're like, yeah, like this guy's obviously a vampire. Yeah, it's like all this like, stuff where like thing. we have this cultural meta yeah. knowledge that like in world they right. don't have, and so part of like no, the torture yeah. of it is like watching them slowly in figure out that that's the sort of thing they're in. in small though, though, like everybody does kind of knows, right? Yeah. And you're like, wait, but why do they? They should not. Be opera like why the fuck does Jonathan hate Lex so much? Which like, is like basically like the the thing is that like then Lex ends up becoming evil because everyone has been treating him as like evil, evil the entire yeah. time. So it's a particular weird cycle. To be, fair, to be fair, his dad is really creepy. Yeah, yeah. no, I and, mean like Lionel is legit awful. Definitely, people do sometimes treat children badly because of things their parents do. Right. So, like, it does make sense, at least, I'd say, right. for Jonathan. Yeah, I mean, like, Jonathan but... makes more sense, but, like... But no, it's so widespread. Right. Yeah. Like, right. So... Everybody is just, like, so automatically suspicious of him in this way that is, like, just suggests constant 
meta knowledge and it's just yeah. I mean it's kind of the same thing where everyone is constantly like oh Clark is a really good person when he hasn't actually done anything footage not really like, like he's not a terrible no, person no like, but, but he's not fucking but he's, Superman he, yet right, he isn't yeah. Superman yet and everyone's basically treating him like as if he already is yeah. and they all are like yeah you're just a great person right who's automatically just better than everyone else right I don't know. There's yeah. there's many things. There's a bunch yeah. of stuff there. Um. So, Lex evilness oh, right. in this episode. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. This was the reveal of the obsession room. It has to at least be two. What What's our scale? One to three. Okay. So it's uh, it's, it's zero to ten. Yeah, zero to ten. Um. And what do we have invasion of privacy at? Because I think that's I think what that's three. Three <laughs> is if I'm remembering correctly. I'll check. If I'm remembering correctly, three is significant invasion of privacy. Three is, yes, significant invasion okay. of privacy. That seems like it to me. I don't think there's anything more than that. No. Being way too crazy. intense about relationships is not actually an evil quality. No. No, I think it's three. I yeah. think it's solidly three. So Lex evilness rating is at three. I don't actually think anybody dies in this episode. Well, that one guy dies probably and then It doesn't count. He gets better. Yeah, he gets better. So. He gets better. And so, the horse lives. So if yeah. you want to watch this episode, don't yes. worry about the horse. No, we had to look up spoilers for me because of my animal harm trigger. So don't worry, guys. Whitney's horse that apparently Lana has been taking care of is fine. But yeah, so zero deaths. Put on an ambulance. One put on an ambulance that wasn't... He was in Clark's class. He was, yes, he was a new person, but he was in Clark's class. Right. So, thank you for so, yeah. joining us. Yeah, <laughs> thanks so much for, for joining us, Aria. Yeah, and, totally. Uh, this is fun. Yeah. Do you want to, like, give yeah. people, like, yeah. Twitter contact info? Or oh, yeah. Like, um, contact so, info? yeah, if you want to find me, um, <laughs> I'm mostly Aria on the AO3 and Dear Malay on Twitter. I will probably not be yelling about Smallville at all, although <laughs> I did watch a lot of it in, like, 2010 or 11, and yeah. chronicled that on my dream list, which oh, is also Aria. Excellent. And there's a tag. Excellent. So if you do want to see me having feelings about Smallville, they are there. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, totally. Thanks so much to Aria for joining us. So now, Rex this week. So we have a fic and pod fic. Mm-hmm. And it is called A Very Luther Wedding by Ellison Wonderland. And um, do you want to talk about the fic? I mean, I guess. Uh, it's like, so it was written around this er- it earlier. It was written, yeah, it like, was so- slightly earlier, actually, than this, technically. Yeah. But it was written mid-season two. Um, so it's it's about Helen and Lex's wedding, but with, you know, not as it happens in the show. Right, later. Uh, right, clearly. Um, and basically just, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of a cracky fic about that wedding going very badly and everyone getting drunk. Yes. So it's it's actually, I kind of enjoy it because it's um a, like, Rashomon style. I don't know if I would say that exactly. I mean, uh, it kind of... I mean, not entirely. But it's, it's, you get but lots of different people's perspectives on it. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't it's, think they quite diverge enough that I would call it that. But, no, but it's... But you it do is, get, like, little different little bits it is of that kind of a, from each thing. Right. It is that kind of style where it's, like, one point of view will, like, mention something briefly, and then you'll flash to another point of view, and, like, that thing is, like... 
Yeah. So you, you you start sort of putting together a larger picture. Right. Uh, right. In little bits. Yep. That way. Yep. Yeah, and the fic is actually divided up, like, by... Like, like the the different sections are not by, like, the person narrating, but by, like, what they have drunk that night, yeah. which is kind of uh, fun, and I enjoy. The pot thick of it is by Rena Jenkins, and it is genuinely one of my favorite Smallville pod fics. Partly because I think, um, when I first listened to this pod fic, I hadn't read the fic, and the first section is the longest section of the fic, and it is told from the point of view of a very, very drunk Jonathan Kent, and you would maybe not think that I would like that, but actually, it's like, it is actually, one, like, quite well written, Yeah, and two, it's, it's starting out with basically the point of view of, like, the drunkest person. Yeah. Get, like, and, like, setting out all of the, like, having the the drunkest person, like, narrate what's going on to you, to give you a, a picture. But, like, obviously, since he's super drunk, like, a bunch of that stuff is, like, super unreliable, and yeah. you have to kind of, like, piece together what's going on. And, um, Rena Jenkins' drunk Jonathan voice, like, actually is, like, incredible. It, like, makes this pod fic for me, and it's so funny and well done, and possibly just because, like, the first time I was absorbing it, I was, like, listening, or I just, like, wasn't paying close enough attention, or maybe just because when I listened to this, I hadn't even, like, watched a whole lot of Smallville yet, so I wasn't fully picking up on everything, but I, like, it took me longer than it definitely should have to realize, like, what was going on, because it takes you a while, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny once you realize what is going on. So, I kind of feel like we shouldn't, like, t- spend too much time talking no, about it, because no. it's, it's a pretty short kind of thing, and it's yeah, more fun no, if you just kind a, of get into it yourself. Yeah, but, yeah, it's, it's um, super fun, and yeah, yeah I it's, definitely it's, highly recommend the pod, funny, and pod it's, fic. it's Clark Lex and also has, like, Chloe Lana, yes. which is fun. And, like, yes. I feel like it's not a thing that people did a lot, like, combination, like, side-pairing type stuff. Even though, like, I feel they like... They really if, should have! No, I feel like if it was a modern fandom, that would be very popular. Yes, But absolutely. that's not a thing that people did at that right. time so much. And it was so appropriate for yeah. the show where it's at now, so, like... Yeah. Also, I like this idea of Helen's, like backstory because because this was written before yeah. we knew well and like a honestly, ton of stuff about helen like it's I, got us yeah it, it comes up with some backstory stuff for helen we i don't rec- we'll see if i'm wrong about this i don't recall that we actually find out anything about her backstory right we find out like that she's being paid paid by lionel and all this stuff but like there's i don't recall ever finding out anything about where she came from or her family right. or anything and which i just frankly weird it is weird and i was so confused about this for a while because i definitely listened to this fic before i had seen any yeah. of smallville that actually no, contained helen yeah, so i assumed like... that her backstory from this fic was like was like her canon backstory so it was i was always like oh yeah like when is it that that Lex getting gets engaged to that one woman, and it was not like the the one doctor who turns out, but it was like the woman with the dad who's like a politician yeah, and Metropolis and, and stuff. And it was anything. like, yeah. And Alex was very confused because she's like, "That's 
not a, are you talking about Helen? And I was like, wait, yes, is that not, anyway. But yeah, I mean, it's like, it's kind of, like, it makes sense that, like, that one lady who mind whammied him with pheromones. Oh, sure, but she's a single episode character. But like, I mean, just in terms of, like, logistically, it's like, if, if you're, like, legitimately getting married to someone, you're probably at some point going to find out whether they have a f- any family right. members. That's kind of a natural <laughs> thing to, you know, find out before the wedding. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that's anyway. kind of a tangent. But, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, I think that'll do it for this week. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Talon Podcast. Let us know your thoughts, Rex, what you thought of our Rex, or uh, anything else. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Only 177 more episodes to go.